0: Star Wars 7x7 episode 545. Today, The Force Awakens is the first movie in a new trilogy, and we are talking about three ways that it outshines the first movie in the original trilogy. That is, of course, Star Wars, a.k.a. A New Hope. Punch it, Chewie. Feel a disturbance in The Force? It's Star Wars 7x7, your daily seven-minute podcast. With your host, Alan Boybod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and it is New Year's Eve all around the world. Just want to say Happy New Year's Eve to you. Hope you have a wonderful night planned, whatever you're up to. And I know there is a tradition in some houses of watching Star Wars and timing things to the degree that the ball, when the ball drops for everybody else in Times Square, the Death Star explodes in A New Hope. And I think that's a rather fun way to put Star Wars into your New Year's tradition. So if you are doing something like that, chime in at the comments of the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com and let us know about it. All right, so... As mentioned at the top, being that these are the first episodes in a new trilogy, I thought it would be interesting to compare The Force Awakens and A New Hope and see a couple of the ways that A New Hope actually pales in comparison to its bright and shiny new counterpart. One of them has to do with the villain, Kylo Ren in the case of The Force Awakens and Darth Vader in the case of of Star Wars, a.k.a. A New Hope. Now, not to say that Darth Vader isn't an awesome villain and is, you know, not an intimidating villain. Of course, he is both. However, there's something about having a more physical villain that is really awesome, and The Force Awakens shines in that regard, because Kylo Ren is very dynamic. I mean, he... As opposed to Darth Vader, who is stern and slow in his fearsomeness, Kylo Ren is very aggressive, very active, very mobile. And of course, this is partly because it's the costume, what are you going to do? And partly because we're approaching the character at different points in their lives. Of course, Darth Vader had to be in his 40s at the time of Star Wars, and Kylo Ren obviously a lot younger, not in his 30s yet, still in his late 20s. I think that age difference and the energy that comes with it and the more wildcard personality of Kylo Ren makes for an exciting villain. And I'll say it, more exciting than Darth Vader appeared in Star Wars, a.k.a. A New Hope. The second way I would say The Force Awakens shines and shines brighter than A New Hope is in the way that it gets its younger actors involved in the way that they are much more a part of the story and drive the story than the older actors are. Now, when you look at A New Hope, Luke is basically the young actor in here. He's the young person who gets to be the hero of the day. And yes, of course, Han, I guess, would technically qualify as the other person involved in that when you look at Obi-Wan as the mentor figure. But I think Han has his own storyline that really doesn't necessarily resemble either Finn or Rey from The Force Awakens. So I feel like he should be discounted in that. I think we get Luke on the one hand from A New Hope and we get Rey and Finn on the other hand from The Force Awakens. Luke doesn't have a lot to do in A New Hope, quite honestly. I mean, he has to go chase down R2-D2 after R2 tricks him into removing the restraining bolt. And then the next thing he actively does is to encourage Han and Chewie to go to rescue the princess out of the Death Star detention center. And then, of course, he shoots down a few stormtroopers after he sees Ben get killed. He shoots down a couple of TIE fighters on their escape. And then he has, of course, his giant climactic moment in blowing up the Death Star. Sounds like a lot, at least as far as the Death Star blowing up thing goes. I mean, that's huge and important for sure. So let's compare that with Rey. Here are the things that Rey does in The Force Awakens. She captures BB-8 for herself. She knocks out two people who try to kidnap BB-8 from her. She's the one who steals and pilots the Millennium Falcon and manages to keep them alive while they're being chased by TIE fighters. She's the one who gets her and Finn and BB-8 off-planet. She's the one who has the bright idea to reset the fuses on Han's ship, the Aravana And even though it turns out to release the Rath Tars, it doesn't go well. But hey, you know, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet, right? And she is also the one to save Finn when she drops that blast door down on one of the Rathtar's uh, sets of tentacles. She's firing multiple blaster bolts at Kylo Ren. She's the one facing down Kylo in the interrogation chair and actually forcing her way into his mind. She's the one using the Jedi mind trick on a stormtrooper. She is the one who fights the bad guy in a lightsaber battle and wins decisively. And she's the one at the end who's tasked with using the map to go find Luke. So when you get down to it, she's a lot more active in this movie than Luke was in A New Hope. And the same thing goes for Finn. He has an immediate crisis of conscience in the movie. And then that's followed by him breaking out a resistance fighter away from the First Order. Shoots down missiles and takes out turbolasers on a Star Destroyer, survives a TIE Fighter crash landing, manages to convince a local that he's with the Resistance and help get him and BB-8 off-planet. He gets the plan in motion to get onto Starkiller Base to rescue Rey. He's the one who comes up with the idea of capturing Captain Phasma to get her to lower the shields so that the rest of the attack on Starkiller Base can happen. And for somebody who has not yet demonstrated forcibility yet, we don't know whether he is at this point. Can't say for sure because we've seen no evidence, but he handled himself pretty darn well against Kylo Ren until the end there. So as you can see, comparatively speaking, both Ray and Finn a lot more active in the plot of The Force Awakens than Luke was in A New Hope. And the last way that Star Wars The Force Awakens outshines compared to A New Hope, is the pace of the movie. The pace of the movie is just a breakneck in The Force Awakens, and that was Kasdan's intention overall, that it moves like a son of a gun, as he said, although he wasn't using that exact word. Well let's face it, A New Hope is not nearly as action-packed, and maybe it's a product of the times, and maybe it's a product of the budget, And maybe it's a product of the writer. I mean, George Lucas had a vision, and God bless him for having the vision because we would not be here talking about Star Wars and enjoying its utter awesomeness nearly 40 years after its original creation. But for two movies that have a very serialized story structure to them, The Force Awakens managed to put a lot more action into that story structure than A New Hope ever did. And those are the ways that I think, in the very large scheme of things... That the Force Awakens outshines the original Star Wars. And I'd love to hear what your thoughts are in that regard. Chime in at the comments at the blog post for the show's episode at sw7x7.com. All right, here's your last trivia question for the year. Last time we asked you how many X-Wing fighters survived the attack on Starkiller Base. That's seven. That's how many fighters you see going into hyperspace after the planet explodes. Today's question, what's the name of the outpost where Rey exchanges her scavenged parts for rations? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you go into hiding in the desert check out sw7x7.com for show notes links photos videos and more and we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at patreon.com sw7x7 it's not a crazy old hermit it's destiny unleashed